Your vision becomes a sort of plumb line or standard for what you say yes and no to. That's why it's so important to choose your vision and even more important to choose it, write it down and keep some kind of visual representation in front of you so you're reminded of what you want your community to be. about how you can savor and not just survive motherhood. How would you like to be less frazzled, more calm, scream less, respond more, and exchange autopilot living for more joy? Sound good? As we journey together, you'll explore how to know, love, and accept yourself today to clear the path towards your dreams, hopes, and visions for tomorrow. But we're not just going to chat. We're going to take action. Through conversations, power sheets, and visual tools like vision boards, we're taking simple steps to go from where you are on this journey to where you want to be. I'm your host, Elise Daly-Parker, a certified life coach, writer and speaker, mom of four, and spouse for 37 years. Through this podcast, I'll share hands-on tools, practices, and resources, along with lots of encouragement to empower you to savor, not just survive, this busy season of life with clarity, confidence, and calm. Thanks for joining me. I'm so delighted you're here. Well, hello there, Mama, who, after a whole lot of restrictions and a very family Christmas, just may be needing a sense of community connection. Have you ever heard the phrase, we were made for community? This is actually based on biblical truths. The creation story of Adam and Eve the second commandment to love others as we love ourselves, the idea that two together are better than one, the call to fellowship. The list goes on. Regardless of how we prefer to engage in community, whether one-on-one relationships, group settings, or even lots of time alone, we all share a need to love and be loved, to have a sense of belonging and connection. Because as busy moms, our time is very limited, we have to pick and choose carefully how we will use our time and energy to engage in community. And that's where vision comes in. I've talked about vision for you, for your marriage, for your parenting, and now I'm talking about it as it applies to community. If you aren't intentional about your community pursuits, you may find yourself overcommitted, unable, and frustrated with the things and people you've said yes to and having to say no to the more important things because you've simply run out of time. Ask me how I know. (laughs) I have said yes to many things, and not always for the right reasons. In short, here are five reasons I've said yes when I should have at least considered no. Maybe you'll relate. Number one thing I've said yes to when I should have said no is based on FOMO fear of missing out. I am someone with major FOMO. This probably has roots in being a second child to a highly admired older sister. If someone is including me, I'm in. Number two, fun. Now there's nothing wrong with having a good time, but there is a time for everything. And I have sometimes drifted over the line of too much fun and not enough discipline. 
As an indicator, my wedding theme song was Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> Number three, not always the right reason for saying yes, people pleasing. I am a recovering people pleaser. This was so ingrained in me, I didn't always recognize it as a motive. But more than once, I've said yes because I didn't want to disappoint someone. And number four is approval of man. I've said yes because I want you, whoever you are, to like me. I may not have said yes because I'm gifted in this area, feel called to it, or even have the time. But if I feel your smile beaming validation, well, okay, I'll say yes. And number five is the trap of considering myself a human doing versus a human being. Oh, the trap of believing what we do is what gives us our true value, rather than believing we really are enough because we exist, because we're created by a God who says we are fearfully, wonderfully made. I'll tell you a little story. Years ago, I was asked to run my daughter's talent show. At the time, I had two daughters, age 8 and 10, in the same school, which was a welcome rarity. And I had a toddler. I was a leader in ministry, and I was a childbirth educator. It was a lot to take on this talent show, but my friend was sure this was a perfect fit for me, since, as she indicated, it meant I was spending more time with my kids. So I talked to my husband, prayed about it, and felt a very clear yes. My husband, a teacher, was able to pitch in so I could go to the school every afternoon for several weeks of rehearsals without my little one climbing and potentially falling among backpacks, auditorium seats, tugging at my pant leg, getting tired and cranky right in the middle of someone's song. Well, I can tell you, the talent show was a smashing success. In addition to being an inspiring evening that gave so many kids the opportunity to shine, the event was a financial success, putting a good chunk of money into the school's PTA fund. The next year, I was asked again, Oh my gosh, you did such a fabulous job last year. You have to do it again. We need you. Oh, I can tell you, I basked in the glow of such praise. I didn't hesitate for one moment and nodded an enthusiastic yes. However, now my husband was teaching more and couldn't help with my youngest. She would be very much a part of the after-school action, and I had upped my commitment to ministry significantly. Quite frankly, I was already pretty stressed out before those rehearsals began. Oh, and this time I didn't ask my husband, nor did I pray about it. Can I just tell you, I lived with the consequences, and they were not fun. Within a couple of days, I knew I had said yes when I should have said no, but I couldn't back out now. Well, I probably could have, but God forbid I disappoint. If not me, then who? You know, all that kind of thinking. Anyway, every day was grueling, and I couldn't wait till the whole thing was over. Maybe you've experienced something like this, too. Poet Mary Oliver says it this way in one of my very favorite quotes. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Your vision, what you picture for your life, and in this case, specifically what you envision for your life as it relates to community, it's powerful. Your vision becomes a sort of plumb line or standard for what you say yes and no to. That's why it's so important to choose your vision. And even more important, to choose it, write it down, 
and keep some kind of visual representation in front of you so you're reminded of what you want your community to be. That's it. You have one precious life. What will you do with it? How will you engage in community? I've come up with five questions to help you paint a picture of how to choose your community involvement so you have time to say yes to the most important things. Number one, who's already in your community? We've talked about your immediate family. What about other relationships? Do you have a church or Bible study group? How do you participate in your children's schools? What does your involvement already look like? Number two, are you happy with the way things are? What community needs to be released or given less time? Where and with whom would you like to invest more time? Number three, what new community activity would you like to try? A sport, book group, service. What friend or friends do you want to gather with in some way? Coffee together, visit to the park with the kids, couples dinner. Number four on how to choose your community involvement. How can you be intentional about your chosen community? What and who can you say yes to? What and who can you say no to or just not in this season? Number five, and this is the most important one. What one step can you take towards your ideal community life? One group, one meeting, one event, one commitment, just one. Commit to that one thing and the momentum will grow. Lord, sometimes motherhood can feel very lonely. We're so busy trying to be perfect moms, we forget that we also need community. You made us for community, friendship, fellowship, extended family relationships. Show this mama how to cultivate the community she needs in this season of life. Show her that group or friend or membership she can say yes to and help her say no or not now to something that will clear the way if necessary. I lift this mama up this week and ask you, Lord, to give her peace and joy in the aftermath of Christmas. And I pray for a happy and healthy new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me here on the Mom Vision Podcast. I think you're going to love my new devotional journal, Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. You can pick up a copy through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and more. I've also got a free download for you, 12 powerful scriptures to settle your heart and mind so you can experience more peace. You'll find the link in my show notes at elisedalyparker.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.